What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Glock 9 Show. First things first, we're officially set up in Texas now. Um, I'm, I have my own separate stream room now. I'm in a two-bedroom apartment. I know a lot of you guys have been asking questions. Now, first off, you're probably going to notice in this recording, I still have the same sound settings, but I'm still dealing with a little bit of an echo in this room because it's hardwood floor and everything. I, I had carpets coming or uh, area rugs coming, and I just installed like 60, 67 pieces of acoustic foam, and I still am dealing with it. I think it's bouncing off the floor, so please excuse the echo. Uh, we'll be dealing with that for maybe an episode or two until I can get the uh, the rugs in and stuff and deal with, uh, find out, kind of pinpoint where the echo is coming from. But welcome back, everybody. Uh, if you are new to this podcast, do me a quick favor. Whatever platform you're listening to it on, whatever your favorite platform is, we're on there. Whether it's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Pandora, we're on everything. Make sure you hit the follow button. I know a lot of you guys are tuning into this episode because you're really curious what happened to my car on our road trip. I'll get into that whole story but uh you know i'll give you guys a little update we've officially quit our job i worked at a bus manufacturing company for 10 and a half years and for the first five years i truly truly enjoy working there i mean the people that i work with are some of the most amazing people in the world uh so much fun to be around and just you know grown grown children uh playing around all the time playing pranks on each other it it was a great time uh but the last five and a half years has been in other words, it's been hell. Um, you know, many of you guys know about the car accident that I had in uh, June of, I believe it was 2016, 2017. Um, I was at a full stop. I'm not going to get too far into this one. But I was at a full stop on the freeway and someone rear-ended me at 65 miles an hour and sent my car into a full-on spin about, I think, I think it was like 85 yards. And then I T-boned uh, the center divide, that the little break in the center divide. So I've been dealing with back issues, neck issues. My work didn't care, continued to put me on the hardest jobs. Um, I, you know, spent the first six years there um, on on some of the hardest jobs and kind of killing myself every day and then never got injured. I only got cut like once or twice, but that's no big deal. Uh, but the last couple of years, I've been injured at least once every, I want to say once every six months, every six or seven months, I, I was dealing with severe back issues. I mean, I'm 30 years old right now and in your 20s dealing with lower back issues and neck issues is something really scary because you know it's only going to get worse as you get older so i've been looking to get out of that profession for a while um you know and i'm not going to go into you know any detail about what i do now um you know i'm basically um, i'm a communications officer for a private intelligence agency and that's as far as i'll go with it but we are now living in texas we're in the houston area Uh, i absolutely love it down here it is a huge i'm used to louisiana i'm used to the new orleans culture i'm used to the southern southern hospitality but still being actually living down here and being in a local place that's not touristy and just the the, the people down here are so amazing i mean honestly they they're some amazing people um in the south i love it i love it down here so uh we got our setup done i've been going back and forth since the beginning of may I was out here for about a week and a half, went back for a week, came back for another week and a half. I was home for about a week and a half. And then uh, we decided to make a drive down here. And, uh, you know, a huge shout out to, um, to Klamath. Uh, you know, everyone everyone that's been to my streams knows who Klamath is. I got to give the guy a shout out, man. Uh, this guy was willing to fly from Washington to uh, the Bay Area and then willing to make that 26 hour drive with me to Texas. Cause he didn't want me driving by myself. 
Um, unfortunately, plans, you know, kind of how they go here in working for this company is things happen on a whim. Literally, you know, so we were planning on, on leaving on a Monday and then I got a call and basically wanted me out there ASAP. So I was like, well, you know, unfortunately he couldn't make it, but you know, it just, it just speaks to, you know, Clem's character, you know, how great that dude is willing to do, you know, I, I think I'm a nice guy, but I don't, I don't know if I would be, uh, unless I had the time, I don't know if I'd be really be willing to take a like two hour flight and then drive 26 hours with somebody. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, that's pretty crazy. I appreciate it, man. I really do. I hope, you know, I know you're listening, so I really do appreciate it. Um, but you know, I ended up getting a phone call. Um, and basically I was told I need to get out there ASAP, but they, they wanted me to fly. But the problem is every time I've been down here in my apartment, I don't have a car. So either we have to Uber or I have to ask somebody for a ride. So I, I decided to, um, I decided to, you know, basically say, screw it. I got to be there in three days or three and a half days or four days. I'm going to drive myself and I'll just stop like every 10 to 12 hours and take a nap and, and keep going. Well, I was telling my, I was telling my dad, my plan and anyone that knows my dad knows my, or uh, knows my dad's one of my best friends. Um, you know, obviously he's my dad first, but you know, he's obviously one of my, one of my best friends. And, um, I was telling him, you know, what my plan was and, and I kind of made a joke, asked if he wanted to go with me and he was like, I got to work, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, that's fine. I just thought I'd throw it out there for you. Well, the problem is my dad knows me and he knows me pretty well. Cause I've already thought I already, you know, had the thought in my head that I was going to drive about 20 hours. I was going to drive 20 hours. I was already mapping out how long it was going to take and where I was going to stop. Basically, I planned on sleeping the whole day and then leaving in the middle of the night and then driving all day, 20 hours, and then stopping at a rest stop. And I was going to, I was going to take a nap for about four hours and then finish off the other six. Um, you know, so I can basically do it in a day and a half. Now, my dad knows this and he knows I'll push the limit and I'll just be chugging chugging energy drinks and coffee and, you know, getting caffeine high and going. And he decided to talk to his boss and without telling me, and, and then, uh, basically said, I'm going with you. So I ended up, uh, loading my, my, my car. And, um, now let, let, let's talk about the car real fast. I know a lot of you guys are here to hear what happened, but let me, let me create a little backstory for you. I know I've talked about this on dads and gaming before, I may have mentioned it on my podcast. Um, in 2021, or yeah, 2021, my, uh, or in 2020, I'll start with 2020. My father in law, who is one of the greatest men I've ever met in my life, uh, excuse me, um, such an amazing person, um, truly, uh, take his shirt off his back for you. Um, he was diagnosed with cancer in 2020 and, um, right before the pandemic hit and he, um, you know, we couldn't really see him in 2020. I know I've talked about this before cause now I'm remembering, you know, it's one of the reasons why I hate these lockdowns and all this fear porn campaigns that they do, but I'm not going to get too into that, but we, we couldn't, we couldn't see him for months. Um, his last birthday that he had was in April of 2020. And, um, we had to do it from the sidewalk and basically made him a sign and said, happy birthday, happy birthday, Papa. And, um, a lot of time lost during that time. Um, 
Sorry, I'm getting, <laughs> getting a little upset. But uh, so, anywho, fast forward. Uh, he was in remission during, at the end of summer. And then uh, we found out they, they removed uh, 75% of his, one of his lungs. Uh, they had to, you know, take, 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 uh, you know, three quarters of his lung. Um, and then he was in remission. And then a couple, I want to say like two months later, we found out that he was re-diagnosed with cancer. Uh, in the other lung, it was very aggressive. It was a different kind of cancer. That's why they, they didn't catch it the first time. Um, the week before the Super Bowl in 2021, I was finally going to go get a car. Basically, me and my wife were sharing the van for the last two years, I, I, you know, because my insurance was being stupid, whatever, for my car accident. Um, and I, I told my father-in-law I was going to get a new car or a used car, whatever, just basically get my own car. And um, so he uh, he went with me. He went with me to get the car. And um, he was trying his hardest to get me into a truck because he knows I love trucks. Truck. Uh, if I had a choice, I would only drive a truck. I'm a big dude, man. I'm six six two two. You know, right now, I'm like two 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 seventy. I think I don't know something like that. But either either way, I'm a big dude. I don't like being in small cars. I I I prefer to drive a truck. I think I'm built for a truck. I mean, I'm not made for the Honda Civic that I have. But um, so. We're at the car lot. We're looking at cars. I told him that I wanted to go with the Honda Civic, one of the newer ones. Uh, they're good on gas mileage. Hondas last forever. And he um, he he was trying to get me into a truck. And then, so the story the story is, I chose the Honda. It was a it was a 2017 Honda Civic uh, LX. Um, had like 22,000 miles on it. Uh, it was it was about 17,000 dollars. And I went to, um, I went to, you know, they were going to tell me what the loan was and this and that, blah, blah, blah. Well, this, this guy went inside and paid the whole thing off. Long story short, I'm going to make a long story short. He paid the whole car off. He paid the whole $17,000. Um, I was a little upset, um, offering to pay him and this and that, cause I'm very prideful. I never been handed anything in my life. Um, as people see on stream and people donate and stuff. I still to, to this day after streaming for six years, I still don't know how to say thank you. It's awkward for me. I busted my butt for everything that I have. So for when someone does something uh, like kindness of their heart like that, it's kind of weird for me. But he basically told me to shut up, accept it, be happy. And I basically said, yes, sir. Um, I keep saying, um, because I, I really hate this story. Uh, I apologize. Uh, but seven days later, uh, we get a for no six days later we get a phone call from my mother-in-law basically telling us that he's not doing good right i just saw him a week ago he wasn't bad i asked him how his health was he said that he's doing fine uh, i could hear his breathing was a little weird and he was complaining about the mask and stuff like that he, he couldn't breathe with wearing a mask and he was complaining that um the air was dried his it was making his nose dry and their sinuses and i just talked to him six days ago and, uh, or I talked to him he was texting me throughout the week asking how the car was. Well, we go over there Super Bowl Sunday and, um, it wasn't good. He, um, he, uh, didn't look like the same person. Yeah. You could tell something was wrong. We knew something was wrong. Uh, he didn't want to eat. Didn't want to drink. 
um, you know, I kind of, in all the years that I've been married to my wife, she's never seen me really get emotional. And I was, I was having a rough time. I was having a really rough time because um, as much as my dad's my best friend, I, I luckily had the best of two worlds. My father-in-law, my, my dad's a very hard worker, don't get me wrong. Very, very hard worker my entire life. We worked two jobs, owned his own business, you know, would always, you know, if I call him and ask for help, he's coming right over. My father-in-law, or my, my dad didn't have the time when I was a kid working two jobs. Yeah, as much as my dad's a car guy, I never got really a chance to work with my dad on cars or anything like that because he was busy providing for my family. Um, you know, he worked his butt off, for, you know, to give us a, a, you know, a good life and to give us things that we needed. You know, the we had everything we needed and I don't, I don't blame him for that. You know, my dad wasn't able to make it to a lot of my baseball games cause he was working, uh, cause you know, he worked days and nights, you know, so and I don't blame him for that whatsoever. I, I joke with him about it, you know, but that's yeah, just me and my dad, but my father-in-law after I got married to my wife taught me a lot of stuff. My father, my father, I could fix anything. So I got the, 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 the really great friendship with my dad and the help from my dad and everything from my, my dad. But then the teaching me like about the, like he, my, my, my father taught me how to change my own oil, taught me how to do different stuff with cars and how to fix certain things. So I, I had the best of both worlds. Uh, I was truly blessed to have both those guys in my life. Um, yeah, my father-in-law, uh, last time I spoke with him, this is the worst part. We all knew that he was he was he was not going to make it much longer, and we're sitting there watching TV. And the first, you know, he's in this situation. This this gives a good picture of my father-in-law, and I want to make sure I get this point across to you guys. I know I know you guys are waiting for the story of the car, but I, I gotta get this point across. He, um, we all know he's dying at this time, and he um, leans over to me. Asked me how the car is. I said, it's running great. I love the cheap gas. <laughs> Let's go, Brandon. Um, at the time, it was only cost me $25 a tank, by the way. I was getting like 400 miles with it. So, um, Anywho, he was asking me how the car is doing. He uh, then asked me, because he used to cut his own firewood. He was asking me if I needed firewood and this and that. Basically, he was asking me if there's anything that we need. He was, he was literally sitting there asking me, are you good? Is there anything you need? Blah, 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 blah. Because he knows. He wants to make sure everyone's taken care of. I left with my kids and told my wife to spend the night. Uh, within an hour and a half, I, just, I literally just got back to my house, which is an hour away. And uh, I got the phone call that he went to the hospital. That they had to call 911. Uh, he couldn't breathe. He couldn't get up to, you know. Um... Anywho, he passed away three days later in the hospital. And um, basically we found out that that car was his last gift to me. He knew I needed a car and he bought the car for me. And that was his, him putting himself at, you know, peace of mind knowing that we're taken care of. And that's, you know, the kind of person my father-in-law was. Um... I don't want to talk about that anymore. Uh, <laughs> so fast forward, you know, here we are. My dad's going to drive with me to Texas and you know, I packed my car up. I cannot believe how much I made in this car. This is a little high. If you guys look it up 2017 Honda civic sedan LX, 
Um, I was able to break my desk down, take the legs off, put that in first. I had a box full of all my cables. I had two computers in there. I had a gun case in there. I had a suitcase full of clothes. I had, you know, yeah, remember I have cables and keyboards and all this other stuff from two computers. I had three monitors in there. I had two key light, like uh, studio lights. Um, now I, I packed this car. I can't believe that it actually, I actually got all this stuff in this car, you know? So I was ready to go. I was, I was, I was ready to go. I got everything in there. My dad got his bag, you know, he's only stayed for two days, but he got his bag in there. And so we drove down, you know, we, we started at four 30 in the morning. So we started at four 30 in the morning. We were supposed to get there cause they're two hours ahead. Texas is two hours ahead. Uh, we were supposed to get there like eight 50 in the morning. That's the original time that it said. Well, I start. I started off the first leg of, of the trip. I drove down to L.A., uh, Los Angeles. Uh, started from the Sacramento area, a little south of Sacramento. Um, so it took me about, man, it only took me about five hours to get to get to L.A. Now here, I, I don't know if my dad's ever going to hear this, but I'm gonna, I'm going to straight up say it. I had to drive through what's called the Grapevine. It's uh, if you're going down I-5 down the center of California, you get to hit these mountains. You get to go through the really steep mountains, um, and then you have to come down the mountains into LA. But I made it about four and a half, five hours, which is actually kind of crazy. I was I was kind of flying. I ain't gonna lie to you. Uh, and so I had to stop in LA for gas. Well, my dad, you know, we filled a full tank. We got gas. My dad decided he I was gonna drive all the way to Phoenix or Tucson in Arizona, but he decided he wanted to do it. You switch off every tank, which is fine, whatever. So he drives from LA. He gets all the way across the southern part of LA because you, you basically from there we cut across uh, to Arizona, went through the Mojave Desert. I think it's Mojave Desert. We went through the desert into Arizona. He got all the way through Phoenix, through Tucson, and we stopped about 100 miles from the border of New Mexico. And he's like, man, I drove for like six and a half hours. You only drove for like five. I did way better on gas. I'm like, I'm sitting there like, bro, you did all flat land. He, his, his entire drive was flat land. I had to actually go through mountains. I don't care what he says. All right. I mean, granted, my dad's very good with keeping his foot off the gas and, and just cruising. I'll give him that. But he, he, there was no mountains going through the rest of California and Arizona. It was all flat, completely flat. And so I don't care. I'm going to throw him under the bus for that one. This bull crap. <laughs> so I take over. I take over just outside of Tucson. And I'm driving across the bottom part of New Mexico. So I drive the rest of Arizona. We go through New Mexico. And by the way, there's nothing. Nothing in the south part of New Mexico. A little notch at the bottom. We, I drove straight through New Mexico. It's like, it's like literally one road and it goes straight. No turns, no nothing. And there's nothing to see. Um, I was kind of shy. Arizona at least had some cool mountains and had, you went through a couple of towns and you know, all this other stuff. And Arizona, New Mexico, you saw nothing. A gas station every like 60 miles or something like that. And I'm like, there's nothing out here. It's pretty crazy. So nighttime's coming. And uh, right there at the very tip of the uh, western side of Texas is El Paso. So I'm driving through El Paso. We finally find some civilization. You know, and uh, we're driving through El Paso. And um, 
you know, we get on I-10. Well, I think we were already on I-10. I think we went through New Mexico too. I'm not sure. But either way, I-10 go- goes all the way through Texas, right? This is the first time in my entire life I have ever seen an 80 mile per hour speed limit. I've seen 70. I've seen 75. I have never seen an actual highway, interstate, whatever, that is 80 miles an hour. And me and my dad are like, what? Like, are you serious? Like, we, you know, 80 miles an hour is the normal speed? Like, for real? And we start looking it up. The fastest highway you can go in California, or I'm sorry, not California, in the U.S. is uh, in Texas. It, it's like a frontage, or it's like a road that goes a bypass of Austin or something like that. It's 85 miles an hour. But I-10, for 90% of it through Texas, is 80 miles an hour. So I'm still driving. I have about an hour and a half, two hours, you know, left of my tank of gas. I got pretty, I got pretty far on my second tank, which kind of proved the point to him, but whatever. Um, I end up, uh, driving through New Mexico, El Paso. And after we, after we pass El Paso, um, there's nothing. There's no street lights on the freeway. All of a sudden there's no cars. There's no diesels. We're not catching anyone. No one's behind us. Like I was driving for an hour and a half and I felt like I wasn't going anywhere because you can't see anything. It's pitch black. There's no towns off in the distance. There's no, you know, the gas stations are about, you know, farther, are they're farther apart than, than, you know, in New Mexico. They're about like, I mean, literally it's like 80 miles apart for each gas station. There's nothing in the Western side of Texas. After, I mean, after El Paso for an hour, an hour and a half going 85 miles an hour, I, I was on cruise control for uh, at 85 miles an hour. There was nothing to see. There was literally nothing. And it, it, time started to slow down because there's nothing to look at. We're just sitting there talking. So at this point, we've been driving for about, you know, I want to say 19 hours or something like that. I can't remember. I think it was like 18 hours. So my dad, you know, was doing pretty good. He wasn't too tired. Obviously, he doesn't sleep in the car. Um, and we were kind of coming up with a plan of what we're going to do. So I was like, okay, there's eight hours left. We have, we have eight hours to go. I was like, are you good to drive for four hours? He's like, oh, yeah, I'm good. I'm totally fine. And I go, all right. You know, I was like, so let's do this. Let's fill up here. How about you drive for four hours, you know, watch, because when I stopped, it was literally eight hours and like 12 minutes left. I said, you drive until there's four hours and 12 minutes left and just find a gas station. We'll top it off. And then I'll, and then I'll drive. So as long as I sleep, as long as I sleep, we'll, um, we'll keep going. If I can't sleep for the next four hours, we're going to have to stop somewhere and both of us sleep for a little bit. So we get gas. We start going. I fell asleep pretty quick and uh, I slept for about an hour, woke up for a bit. And then uh, I made a comment after like half an hour talking to my dad, making sure he's okay. He was totally fine. And um, I, and I'm going to you know, make that point very clear. My dad was fully alert. He was not tired. Um, so I said, Hey, I don't know if I'm gonna be able to fall asleep. I'm going to try one more time. And, uh, I put my, my chair back and, you know, fell back asleep. I actually slept for about an hour and a half. My dad was deciding, uh, 
that it was about time to pull over. He had about 10 minutes left. The next gas station was about 10 miles down the road. And um, so he's going along. Again, we're still on this pitch black road. Four hours later, we're on the pitch black road. I, I can't stress that enough to you guys. So I'm just opening my eyes. I'm literally just opening my eyes. And I was like, I looked at the GPS. And I saw there's about four hours and like 20 minutes left. I was like, oh, well, it's about to be my shift anyway. So I literally was getting ready to move my chair up. And so we're coming around this bend, uh, this little corner. And there's a little creek right there. So we're kind of on this little bridge. It's not really, a, like, I don't want you guys to think like a, a bridge bridge. It's just like a little a section of that highway. It's a little turn. So we're on an 80 mile an hour speed limit and we're cruising at 85 my dad actually was slowing down to go around this blind corner it wasn't that tight of a bend but it was like you know still a blind corner you don't know what's on the other side and i just opened my eyes and my dad slams on the brake he was only going 65 miles an hour he slams on the brake and tries to veer left and there's this big huge freaking deer it's a doe. It's a female. This is the biggest doe I've ever seen in my life. I'm not, I'm not exaggerating to you guys. This freaking doe was ginormous. And uh, my dad tried everything he could. And I want to I stress this as much as I can. My dad did everything he could to avoid this deer. This thing literally jumped into the middle of the road. Came out of nowhere. There was no way to see it. It came out of like a bush that was, on the, that was in the middle uh, because, you know, obviously we're going on the right side of the road. It jumped out of the middle. There's bushes in the middle. It jumped out of the bush. And my, I want to say my dad had 2.2 seconds to decide what he's going to do. Like not even, that's, I think two seconds is being generous. Um, smashes right into this deer. Smashes right into it with the right headlight, the passenger side headlight. And all I see is a big brown animal. Um, and then I see all the you know, cars are made of plastic nowadays. Um, just I just see my front end explode. Absolutely explode. And then I actually felt more of a jolt than he did. Um, and we found out, we, you know, we, my dad gets over to the right side of the road, pulls over, um, you know, and we get out. I, you know, I jump out of the car immediately and I look at the damage. You guys can see I posted the pictures on... Um, on Twitter and Instagram and everywhere. You guys can go find it on there. And, um, you know, so I, uh, I'm looking at the damages, uh, basically destroyed the passenger side of my car. Then, and then I go to, I go to get back in the car to grab my phone and the, the passenger side door won't open. I was like, Hey, can you unlock the door? And he goes, he goes, it's unlocked. And I looked down at the passenger side door and there's a huge dent in it. And we realized that we, so we hit the deer in the gut and we basically whiplashed it and like spun it around and it actually, it headbutted my door, my passenger side door and totally dented it in right below the handle. And there was fur all over the door because we hit it so hard. Uh, there's, there was, there was fur all in the uh, bumper. There was fur all over the, uh, all over the passenger side door where it's really hard to open. I'm sure uh, Haunted and DJ could tell you that as well. Cause you know, so I started, you know, again, yeah, I remember this is pitch black. I, I, you know, I can't stress that enough. This is pitch black. The only light is coming from my car now. Now only one headlight. Um, 
So I wanted to go see if the deer was in the middle of the road. I started walking down there. It was kind of far away. I'm on this bridge. There's nowhere to go. And one car comes out of nowhere and goes flying by me at like 90 miles an hour. And I was like, nope, never mind. I'm going back because, you know, all I need is someone to be, this is four o'clock in the morning. You know, I have nowhere to go if a car decides to veer towards me at 90 miles an hour. Uh, it's just not safe. And the only light that I have is a cell phone light. So I was like, this is not safe. So we never saw the deer. I'm about 99.9% .9 sure it's dead. Screw him. I have no sympathy. Bastard. Um, <laughs> and uh, it wasn't on the road, though. So basically, you know, and, and this is where it gets kind of sad was we're looking at the damages. Bumpers destroyed. Headlights gone. Blinkers gone. Uh, my fender is sticking out. Uh, my door's screwed. And my dad's having a, a, a full on, you know, not full on, but he's having like a little bit of a breakdown. I feel really bad for my dad. You know, he, I keep telling him it's fine. Fine. It's a car. I'm not, I, I was at no point was I mad. I was not mad at any point. I, you know, if I was driving, I, you know, it could have been worse. I could have hit the deer straight on and, and you know, I could have, I could have went off the road. I could have, I could have veered right and then lost control and went off the side of the road pitch black dark. You never know for, for you know, for what happened. I mean, I, I kind of take it that we got lucky in reality with how big that deer was. Imagine that if the deer jumped and we hit its legs and the deer came through the freaking windshield. It, I mean, we, it could have been way worse, you know? And so me and my dad decided we're going to call the police because get a police report for the insurance. And um, took him about 45 minutes to get to us. Because, yeah, they're asking us on the phone, what do you see? Are there any landmarks? And like, dude, it's pitch black out here. There's nothing here. So I had to, like, look on my maps for my phone and say, we're just past the town of Roosevelt or so whatever it's called. I was like, we're going eastbound on I-10. You know, we just passed this town. So they're going to send they're gonna send someone from the west from the west side of that town and just have them drive down the, the, the interstate until they see us. So a guy comes. He didn't see no deer in the road. He thinks they went flying off the road. And, um, <laughs> so the guy was super cool. The guy was really cool. Me and my dad ended up ripping out the, the whole like interior of the wheel well, because it was all sticking down on top of the tire. We basically made sure the tire was clear of any debris. So that way when we're driving that, you know, we're, we're still 400 miles away. Like our AAA insurance would only take us 150 miles. And we believe every extra mile is $5. So you think about every hundred miles is $500. So if we had to go, that'd be like a $1,500 tow all the way to Houston. But we're like, well, we got to try and drive it. Let's, uh, you know, the, the cops said there's a gas station about 10 miles down the road. And, um, <laughs> so he was like, I'll follow you guys down there. Keep, keep any cars off of you and we'll see what we can do. So we drive 10 miles down the road. The car's driving fine. I mean, for the next, like, I want to say, like, the next 40 miles, you kept hearing, like, little plastic pieces fall off the car. But, you know, we 10 miles down the road, we stopped at this gas station, filled it up with some gas, you know. And then uh, go inside. They had zip ties. We zip tied the bumper, keep it together, because the left side was kind of sticking, or the passenger side was kind of sticking off, or, like, hanging off a little bit. So we zip tied it to the fender, pushed the fender in a little bit, made, just made sure the tire was clear. But my dad was getting really upset because... Even though I told him how much I don't care, it is what it is, he was devastated because he knows the history of the car. He knows it was a gift from my father-in-law. There's a lot of sentimental value 
with that car. That's true. Uh, as I think about it, it's really sad. It sucks. Um, I only had that car for a year and a half, and you know this happened. Uh, it was an unavoidable accident. Nothing could, nothing anyone could have done. And um, you know, my dad has nothing to be upset about. I I totally get where he's coming from. I mean, as much as you say, don't worry about it. Of course, you're gonna be worried about it, right? And so we ended up, you know, getting the car zip tied and everything. And my dad decided, screw your shift. I'm awake now. I'm going to keep driving because he wants to make sure the car's good. My dad's a car guy. He's more of a car guy than I am. I know how to drive them. He knows how to fix them. He knows what the, the feeling of them, whatever. And I, I, my dad would, my dad would be tell you too, like I can drive the crap out of a car. If something goes wrong. I can't fix it. You know, I'm a great, I'm a great driver. I'm a, I, uh, I've done some crazy stuff in cars and, 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 you know, I don't really want to say uh, too much, but I've, I've been involved in a couple of street races and, and, you know, back when I was a teenager, early 20s, uh, did some crazy stuff in cars and my dad, still not happy about it, but um, I can drive a car. I just don't know how to work on them. I, you know, I said, I just changed my first, I just did my first oil change on my, on my own car. Like, you know, I want to say six months ago and I'm 30 years old. I've only changed one tire in my life. Well, I've changed bus tires, but I've changed one tire in my life, and I got a flat tire. That was it. Um, it's just just the way my life went. But yeah, he was devastated. He was throwing his hands up, putting his hands over his head. He was so upset about the car, and um, I think he's I think, he, I think he's in better spirits about it now. Uh, thank God. But it, it it was it was truly you know crazy. It was a really crazy part of the trip. Basically, he drove for two more hours, and then I took over when there was two and a half hours left. We literally just pulled over on the interstate. We just swapped seats, and then I kept going. We got here. You know, the car still drives straight. You know, the, the car still goes in a straight line. It doesn't wobble or anything like that, so the, I think the frame's okay. I think it's just cosmetic. Now, with how much damage there is with the fender and the bumper and the grill and the, the hood, the door... They may total the car. They may um, total it. They might fix it. Uh, I already talked to my insurance. We're getting going to get it taken into a place to get appraised for how much it's going to cost for the for the damages. Get a quote. Um, I told my dad, and I'm, I'm you know, he's, the reason I'm at peace, I've been at peace, is I can tell you right now exactly what my father-in-law would say. First off. He would say, it's just a car. Who cares? My father-in-law was not a materialistic person. He doesn't care for cars or whatever. Like he loves his truck. You know, that we we own this truck now, but um, but still it's just a car. He would tell you, as long as you guys are safe, who cares? It's just a car. Who gives a crap? The second thing he would say is if they total it, at least now you can get a real man car and get a truck. <laughs> So basically where I'm at right now is if they fix the car, great. If they fix it, awesome. I get my car back. If they total it, I take whatever they give me because the car is the car's obviously paid off. Whatever they pay me for the car being totaled, I'll take that down to a dealership, put it down on a truck. Win-win situation in my opinion because I've, I've, I've always talked about in the next couple of months I'm going to buy a truck anyways, so... Uh, you know what? It is what it is. Um, technically, the truck would technically still partially be from my father-in-law because it'd be the you know me getting paid out from what the car is worth and everything that he bought. So 
Um, regardless, you know, either I'm going to have my, have my Honda back or I'm going to have a truck. So, but the, you know, at the end of the day, as, you know, me and my dad are fine. No one got hurt. Nothing got damaged, but, but the car, nothing, you know, my computer's fine. Obviously that's why I'm doing a, a podcast right now. <laughs> I mean, could you imagine if I was driving and I, and I, we, you know, swerved to the right and we went off the road and flipped the car and I broke all my computers too. And in the process, one of us got injured or something like that. Again, the way I look at it now, some people think like, oh, you hit a deer. It's not that big of a deal. The reason I wanted to find that dang deer is no one would believe how big this deer was. Like it, the image is locked in my head, that this was not a, this was not Bambi. This was like Bambi on steroids, you know, as a full, full grown adult, <laughs> you know, this was a big deer. Um, and it's actually kind of shocking. It wasn't, it wasn't, you know, I've seen trucks hit deers and them total the truck where it's not even drivable. We hit it with a Honda and with, the way my dad reacted, I think it has a lot to do with the way my dad reacted, how he was able to slow down, slam on the brake, turn to the left a little bit, not hit him dead on, is the only reason that we are um, in the position where we're in. We're in a pretty good position for hitting a deer, so, yeah. But as for the whole drive, me and my, me, me and my dad were just talking about it, too, uh, before this whole deer incident happened was this is you know we were like getting into texas and everything we're like man this has been a really easy drive like honestly driving down to la took no time at all driving through arizona took no time at all driving through new mexico was so quick it was like man you know this isn't that bad then we realized we're in we are in texas we're actually in the state of texas and we're like holy crap there's still 10 hours left because you don't realize how big texas is you don't realize how big the state is and you're like, dude, we still have like 10 hours to go. Holy crap. You know, and that's when time started slowing down because you're on a road that you can't see anything. I mean, we were basically driving with the brights on the whole way because there's, you couldn't see anything. There's no other cars on the road. There's every once in a while we would pass a diesel, but there's no one gaining on us going 120 miles an hour. We're going about 85 or 90 miles an hour on cruise control, and we're not catching anybody except for a, you know, maybe a diesel. But in, in Texas versus California, you know, if you guys drive through California, people that don't know this, trucks, so you could be on I-5, and it could be a 70-mile-an-hour speed limit. Trucks can only go like 60 miles an hour. They're going about 10 to 15 miles an hour slower than the speed limit. In Texas, uh-uh, these diesels are going the speed limit 80 miles an hour. You know, they're not going 65, they're going 80. So like, you know, we're not flying by these diesels. We're just barely passing them because they're, you know, these diesels are flying because they don't have the same rules as stupid California does. So yeah, you know, the drive wasn't bad. I'm not going to do it again. I'll tell you that right now. I do want to rent an RV with my family when, when I bring them down here and make a trip out of it, but, you know, make a couple of days where like, you know, we stop at the Great Grand Canyon, maybe go up you know, drive up north to a different state, go see something else and then come down, you know, make it a couple day trip. That's fine. Don't, you know, basically drive. We can drive, you know, during the day and then at night, you know, sleep or whatever, but driving straight through, uh, the way we did, uh, had nothing to do with the deer, uh, that had nothing to do with what happened. Uh, but I'll never do that again. I'll never drive 26, 28. Well, 
it was 26 hours of driving, 28 hours because we had to stop and fix the car, wait for the cop and everything. Um, yeah, I'll never do straight through ever again. Again, Klamath, thank you so much uh, for the offer. Uh, you're an amazing human being. I, I really do appreciate it. I don't, I, you know, I don't think anyone else would have offered to do that, or even if I asked them to do that, would do that. But um, I got to get Klamath out here to come hang out. After, you know, any, Anywho, that's a different, different time we'll talk about that. But yeah, it it wasn't that bad of a drive until the last the last eight hours. But like I said, we're here now. Uh, we got the computer set up. We got both computers running. We got the stream. Yeah, we got a lot more time to stream. We've been doing a lot of streaming lately. There's gonna be a lot more podcasts coming. A lot better content for the podcast. I'm hoping to get you know, now. I have I have a lot more free time with this new job. Trying to get more interviews on here for you guys and everything. And again, if you guys are new here, make sure you do me a favor. Even if you don't listen to every episode, just hit that follow button for me real fast. Some some call it a subscribe button, but it's free, obviously. Make sure you guys follow the show. Make sure you guys, you know, stick around. And I really hope you enjoy this episode. That's going to be it for me today. I hope you guys enjoyed that story. I know a lot of people have been asking me. Uh, people have found out about it. Uh, people have been texting me. Make sure I'm okay. We're all good. I appreciate it. Uh, I waited for the podcast so I can kind of fit the whole story in there. It's a long story. I didn't want to have to tell the story a million times. Oh, anyone that asked me about it, I'll refer them to this episode. But thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. As always, you can find us on all major platforms from Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Podbean, and many more. A great way to help us grow this podcast is by sharing it with a friend. If you enjoyed the story, make sure you share it with a friend. Tell them they got to give it a listen. Also, if you're on Apple or Spotify, please leave us a review if you're on your mobile device. You can leave us a one to to five-star review. I don't ask for five-star reviews. I ask for an honest review of what you think. Um, As for the rest of you guys, thank you all so much for your support. Stay safe. Stay blessed. And I'll see you on the next episode.